0: And in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Kelly O Show. Today, I'm talking to you about how to recover or bring yourself out of an emotional meltdown around your body, your weight loss, your fitness journey in general. How do you pull yourself out of it? How do you snap yourself out of it and get back on track? You've heard me talk about this in the past, meaning that I feel it is probably ninety percent of our success is going to be determined by the state of mind that we're in. Ninety um, percent of our success in, in weight loss is going to be; it resides in the it resides in our mind. Like if you cannot learn to control your emotional state, control your emotional reaction, control your stress levels, control your perspective versus them controlling you and your actions. To me, that's that's where the, it's like a, a fork in the path, right? You're either going to be controlled by your emotions and you're never going to have success because you won't stay consistent and consistency is the name of the game or you will gain control, learn how to be the coach of your emotions, learn how to manage your emotions, manage your reactions, manage your perspective, and keep yourself in line. And, and truthfully, I'm not saying this to be tongue in cheek or funny at all. But the truth is like we all in in so many ways, especially when it comes to our bodies and and getting back in shape, there's there's a, a level of humanness and, and insecurity that comes with that that I think we all need to recognize. like this is sensitive stuff. The way we view our bodies and particularly when we're not happy with where we are and how we look, how we look in general, how we look naked, how we look to our our significant other, how we look when we go to the beach, you know, that's sensitive stuff. This isn't like what color am I going to paint the the walls in my office? This is our body. This is, it's it's our self-image. It's who we are, right? This is important stuff. And so we have to recognize that there's a lot of emotion that goes with that. And there's a lot of emotion that needs to be managed because I think we all have certain levels of insecurity about our body. Some of us a lot more than others. You have heard me share with you in full transparency that I am probably overwhelmingly more insecure and self-conscious about my body and my looks than the average person. And it it can, to some degree, torment me. Okay. I, I wish it wouldn't. I'm working on it. But I am going to tell you that recently, and when I say recently, I'm going to say that in the past six months to a year, this has been recent that I've made such progress. I have been able To get myself to a much better place where I feel that I can really, and this is a skill, people. That's why I'm recording this show. This is a skill that if you don't have it, you can attain it. If you don't have it, you can attain it and then you can perfect it. So when I tell you that I've gotten to the place where I can better manage my emotions, I can better get myself into a more rational way of a more rational perspective. Um, I can let my natural tendency to be reactive. Um, I can manage that and, and, you know, turn myself around faster. I'm not perfect at it. And I don't think anybody ever gets perfect at it because we're all emotional human beings. We're all going to have times where we let ourselves down. We're all going to have times where we have a meltdown. Trust me, everybody has them. And I had one yesterday and that's what's that was the impetus for me recording an Instagram live on this topic. And then it's been why I decided to come in here and record. Cause I said, God, this would be a great podcast. And I know it would be, I know this is going to be a great podcast because I just so happened to look at my Google anal- analytics today for my website and the top two searches for people who organically get to my website are, what to do if you've tried everything and can't lose weight and how do I get myself motivated to lose weight? And the reason that I say those two searches relate to this is because it goes back to what I've said in past episodes that so much of of our fitness future success is dependent on our state of mind. Look at those two statements that I just shared. Number one, the first person is saying what to do if you've tried everything and you can't lose weight what that person who who is saying that and I've been one of them you guys have heard me say it you've heard me say I've tried literally everything my body will not lose weight anybody that says that is in a position where very likely if they sat down with another rational human being who had a rational objective conversation with them they would soon discover that that person has probably not indeed tried everything and number two, they have not stuck with one thing long enough. And with enough, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Where you're all in, right? It's like, it's one thing to say, I'm going to go keto. Going keto is not buying a few keto products, right? Like, that would not be being all in. Going keto is when you really go keto and you're doing like the urine strips and you're only eating the foods that are on that and that you're also going keto to that degree of seriousness and dedication and commitment. And you're that detail oriented, not for two weeks, not for four weeks, but realistically, I think most people would agree like 90 days should be your minimum for, for testing something out from a business perspective, from a fitness perspective, from an anything perspective, you got to give it 90 days. Okay. So that, that first group of people who's doing that search, they need to get their mind straight. They're not thinking rationally. They're, they're thinking emotionally when they say, I, I've tried everything and I can't lose weight. And, and that's when you're copping out. And, and to some degree, I think people that say that, cause I was one of them. I think when people say, I've tried everything and lose weight, they just want someone to come rescue them and go, oh, no, here's what you need to try. Like there's some magic pill. We're all unconsciously hoping that someone will come along and tell us the secret, secret thing that nobody knows that if you do this in four weeks, you'll lose that 20 pounds. In four weeks, you'll lose that 50 pounds. In two months, you'll lose that 100 pounds. Just do this. You didn't know about it. I'm sure you've tried everything, but guess what? This is that one thing you didn't know about. Really? Like it's, if, if we're really honest with ourselves, that's what we're hoping. We're hoping for somebody to come along and like, make it easy for me. Just tell me what to do. How many of you have said that I would pay. How many of you have said something similar to, I would pay any amount of money. If somebody would just tell me exactly what I have to do to lose weight. But yet we don't put the money into it. We don't put the time into it. And The bottom line is we're not maintaining consistency at any single one effort. And that's why we don't see success. And what was the other number one thing that people search for when they get to my site? How do I get motivated to lose weight? Okay, well, you know what? Motivation is not a skill. Motivation is not a talent. Motivation is not something that is inaccessible to 75% of the population and only accessible to 25%. Motivation is in the mind. We motivate ourselves. And the only way you're going to get motivated is if you decide to be motivated. And I've, I've said this before. I firmly believe. I'll link up to the show I recorded on it. If you want to be motivated, it's it's you, you start doing the work. When you start doing the work and you feel good about doing the work, and then you start seeing results, that provides your motivation and your momentum. But you're not sitting on a couch going to have any more motivation then you've already got in your brain when you say, I'd like to lose weight. That's your motivation. Nothing else is going to happen to you to get you motivated. And the people that you see that have gotten fit and gotten well and gotten healthy, they didn't have some special experience with Jesus where he showed up and said, hey, guess what? Here, open this box. Here's your motivation. You're going to feel so different. You're going to fly like the eagle. It doesn't happen. It doesn't work that way. Motivation is so obscure, it's so ambiguous, it's such a ridiculous thing. But the people that say that kind of stuff, they're thinking like that they're, they're this sloth that's incapable of doing something and they need someone to guide them. Again, this is all about mindset. It's the way you see yourself. It's the way you're, you're thinking about yourself. And if you learn that you can change how you see yourself, how you see your ability, When you can change your perspective on irrational lines of thought that will come into your head, when you can change your emotional state of mind, when you have a meltdown, when you get frustrated, when you don't like your results, when you weigh yourself and you're not seeing what you like on the scale, when you learn that you can control your mind, when you can turn that ship around and move it in a different direction, when you can get back on on the path and then stay on the path, that's how you win. And I'm telling you, it's so funny because just before I started recording this, I picked up my Instagram and there happened to be a post by Jordan Syatt, who you guys know I've interviewed on the show. He's an amazing person. He's an amazing human being. And I love some of the stuff he puts out because um, he's just, he he cuts straight to the chase and says stuff that is so quite often, it's like it's, he's reading my mind. And the post he put up today was, and, and I'll, I will edit the swear words just so that those of you that are listening to this at work or whatever, you know, don't have to, cause there's a lot of F bombs in here. So I'll just say F instead of the actual word for you guys, but you guys know, I don't have, I'm not offended by the swearing, but there's just a lot of them in this. So I'm going to, um, censor accordingly for you. You're welcome. So this, the title of this post is he's holding up a sign says, you can't F this up. And these are, th- I'm quoting him. He says, have you ever gone out to dinner, ate enough chips and guac to feed a family of fully grown mountain trolls, then get super worried because you thought you might have effed up your progress? Have you ever been sick or or injured or traveling or had to skip a workout or two or three or a whole week? Did you feel bad or guilty or nervous that you might have effed up your progress? Listen, I want to tell you something because I don't want you skimming it because it's wicked important. Please listen. You cannot eff this up. I'm going to say it again. Keep reading. Don't skim. You cannot F this up. I don't care if you blew past your calories by an extra 3000 calories. You didn't F up. I don't care if you missed one workout or two workouts or a month of workouts. You didn't F up. I don't care if you had an entire box of cinnamon toast crunch, six chocolate frogs, six pints of butterbeer and a trolley full of pumpkin pasties. You didn't pastries probably is what he meant to type. You didn't F up. There's the magic of it all. The only way to F up is if you stop altogether. If you give up, quit and say you're done. Otherwise, you cannot F up. It's impossible. As long as you get right back on track, you're going to keep making progress. Most people use "I F'd up as an excuse to keep effing up, to stay off track, to not put in more effort. That's BS. And as of this moment, it's not a valid excuse because you cannot F up. As long as you get right back on track, you're good. This fitness thing, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to make you happy and smile and confident and proud. It's not a competition. There's no day or time or hour at which you need to arrive to achieve your goals. There's no rush. You're playing the long game here. It's for life, not for seven or 21 or 30 days. This is forever. Let me just tell you, when I read that, I was like, that is exactly the aha moment, if you will, or what I've come to realize. And yet... I have to remind myself of that a lot. And that's what happened to me yesterday when I had my mini meltdown. And the reason I'm going to call it a mini meltdown is my meltdowns used to be bad. You guys, um, when I would tell you that I have had meltdowns, it would be, I remember this when I was living in Austin, I would be getting dressed to go out for a date. It would be Friday. And Steve would be on his way from San Antonio to Austin. And we'd have plans that Friday night and I would be picking out my outfit and I would be, you know, getting dressed. And this would be when, you know, as you know, I've had over the past two and a half years. um, Let's see. We're talking about from the year I met Steve, which was 2017. Um, The second half of 2017, I was making great progress. First half of 2018, pretty darn great progress. The latter half of 2018 horrible progress. Hired a dietitian, gained a lot of weight. Second, the first part of 2019, I fired the dietitian, started training on my own, started making progress, moved to San Antonio last year that's when the chronic migraines came and I couldn't work out for the better part of seven months, as you guys know. And certainly um, my body comp changed, not for the better. Um, I gained fat, I lost muscle. Um, I and, and I'm in the process of recovering from that. Um, I could only start working out as you guys know in, in February. So I've had a lot of ups and downs in my body, my fitness journey the past three or four years. And so in those down times when I've been unhappy with my body, there were massive meltdowns and i i mean you're just you're listening to somebody who admittedly is ex- incredibly 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 insecure and self-conscious and so when my body goes in a two steps back direction that insecurity knows no bounds and I would go to get dressed and not like how I look and I would try on like one pair of jeans that didn't fit. Try another pair of jeans that didn't fit. Try on another pair. And all of them were tight and encroaching on my waistline. And I would freak out and start crying. And then I would just start, then I would go in the mirror and I, and it's like that podcast. I'm pretty sure I recorded a podcast on this. What you look for, you will find. I would, I would be like, I'm going to see how gross I look in the mirror. And I would go look in the mirror And sure enough. And then I would just get into a tailspin of emotion and I would be crying and upset. And literally I would in my brain, I would want to tell Steve, don't even come up. I don't want you to see me. I am disgusting. I am gross. This is, I am hideous. Like you, okay. What man wants to hear his woman say that would, can you imagine women, um, your man saying that to you like, uh, I I I can't I can't have you see me this way. This is disgusting. Like, I look so gross. Especially when that's the person that you love and that you're so attracted to and you can't wait to jump their bones. Like, it's such a crazy thing when we get into that place, that headspace. That's exactly what it is. It's headspace. I used to really not be able to pull myself out of that stuff. And and if I was in the in the years when before I met Steve, when I was single, what what a meltdown like that would usually turn into, would be me going out and binging, on pizza or a cheeseburger or whatever, um, hiding all evidence of binging, feeling massive amounts of guilt and shame, maybe binging more, or then going into severe deprivation, and then searching the web for more information on some extreme diet that I could you know, correct myself with, but it was half about correcting the damage I'd done conceptually. That's what was going on in my head. Like, okay, I just did all this damage. How can I fix it? But it was also punishment. Like, how can I punish myself? Cause I've been such a naughty girl. It's so, it's such a queer, really weird, ridiculous thing that we do in our mind. But that's what happens when you're not, when you're not controlling your mindset, you're not correcting yourself. You're just giving into it. Right. So first and foremost, you're giving into your emotions. You're letting your emotions lead to a binge. You're letting your binge lead to guilt and shame. You're not letting your you're not talking yourself out of the guilt and shame. You're letting yourself feel that guilt and shame, and then you're letting yourself do some kind of weird like penance and punishment at the same time. Like you're giving in to all of the weird, warped, irrational emotions. Whereas I'm going to show you what I did. Just yesterday, which is a completely different approach, and and if it it really hit me like, because I had a couple of my friends reach out to me today, and they're like, "Hey, how are you doing?" I know you were in a bad place yesterday, and I'm like, they were so pleasantly surprised when I boxed them back or audio text texted them back, and I'm like, "Hey, I am good. Here's my game plan. I've got a game plan. I'm all good." And they're like, "Damn, Kelly, you are an like." They know I am in a completely different place right now. And this is what I want to train you guys on. This is what I want to impart to you in this podcast. So I just gave you an example of how when you are letting your emotions run you, it spirals into bad next steps, right? So say you get on the scale, your weight has spiked up like mine did five weeks ago, four or five weeks ago, when I had a migraine, the scale literally in one day went up four pounds. And in the past four weeks that were massive stress for me with this job transition, um, the scale has only come down like one pound. And, And I have definitely felt very bloated. I've had massive amounts of headaches. I have had um, stomach aches. I've had breakouts of like rash and bumps on my neck. These are all stress indicators for me, all like my body giving me red flags, like something red alert, red alert, red alert. You need to calm down. You need to practice self-care. You need to chill out. If the example I just gave you was someone who let an emotional situation like weighing yourself and, and your, your scale is much higher overnight or trying on clothes and and letting that send you in a, into a tailspinner. Who knows? Maybe it's somebody could be, maybe what could send you into a meltdown is somebody says a negative comment. You know, there are people out there who have told me what their husband or their significant other has said to them, like, hey, you're packing on the pounds and that's hurtful. And that could send any woman into a meltdown. So whatever it is, I just gave you an example of how when you're not in control of your emotions what happens is your emotions will lead you down a path that's typically not going to be good. It's not going to be proactive. It's it's not going to lead you to anything other than more problems, right? Now before I go in and tell you how to gain control of your emotions, how to like pull yourself out of it and and I, you know, I I want to illustrate for you the mindset that I I want you guys to work towards because it's it's game-changing. And you'll see why, because when you see how I pulled myself out of feeling almost full of despair and making a really bad choice yesterday to where I am today, and you're going to watch the next 12 weeks, which take us to the very end of this year of 2020, this crazy year of 2020, 12 weeks takes us to the very end of this year. You're going to watch me, I believe, I declare, you're going to see me make remarkable progress. Now, whatever that looks like, who knows? I'm not saying I'm going to hit my weight loss goal by the end of the year. Maybe I will. Who knows? I might surprise myself. But for me, do you want to know what will make me just as happy? Maybe I'll lose five pounds by the end of the year. Maybe I'll lose 10 pounds by the end of the year. I'll be halfway to my goal. Um, If I continue to build muscle and my body comp comp Continues to change favorably. And the weight on the scale goes down even five pounds. Like, I really don't care ultimately what the weight on the scale says. If I'm losing inches and getting rid of the fat and I'm, you know, seeing less of the jiggly arms that I was seeing after, you know, not being able to work out all that time, then I'll be happy. If my stress levels are consistently better, um, if I'm able to look back and go, wow, I don't remember the last time I had to like take Excedrin on a regular basis or wow. I, I mean, it's been, you know, eight weeks. I haven't taken anything for, you know, upper abdominal pain or, oh my gosh, my neck has not had any rashes in, you know, 12 weeks. This has been amazing. Like those are going to be markers of, of major success for me just as well. Okay. Now before I give you the example of yesterday I do want to put one thing here right in the middle cuz it's perfect timing the reason why I I want to tell you it's so important to be able to pull yourself out of any meltdowns get yourself back on track be able to be in control of your mindset so that you can be more proactive versus reactive the the reason why this is so important is because Just like what Jordan Syatt was saying, it is in his post, by the way, consistency is is how you win any game, right? If you want to be really good at a sport, how do you get really good? Consistency in practice. If you want to lose weight, how do you lose weight, get fit, build muscle? You have to stay consistent. You have to not quit. You have to just keep going. And for weight loss, sometimes that means learning the rational lessons that, hey, if you have 50 pounds to lose, you might have to diet for a certain amount of time, then stop dieting, then go into a reverse diet, then diet again. And you might have to start looking at what you've heard me talk about as well. Why is it important to start giving yourself a year of transformation? We are so conditioned in this country to think that if we want to lose a certain amount of weight, how fast, how fast can we lose it? How many of you have done that? You say, I want to lose 25 pounds. Well, I should be able to lose two pounds a week. So that would be 12 weeks. And and you, you give yourself 12 weeks like, and that's it. If you don't do it, then you failed. But we've really got to start realizing, particularly go back and listen to my episode on healing you know, because if we understand that we might be really damaged and really in a state of disrepair, we need to give ourselves more time to fix that. And I'm really learning the importance of not being in a diet forever. Like the importance of like, we're not supposed to always be dieting. And, and I was reading something great about that Joelle Samantha of Level Ten Coaching put up, and she's going to be on the show as well. Um, but she was explaining, like, "Hey, all the people you see on Instagram or wherever it is that you see them in a blog, whatever, if you see somebody who's probably got the body aesthetic that, that you are searching for, they probably didn't build that. You know, I'm, I'm going to use the word toned, but y- you know what I mean. They they've got great muscle tone. They're they're fit. They're not." fat and wobbly, whatever, right? You don't, the times that you're building muscle are typically not when you're dieting. And so those people probably got there where they had times where they were quote unquote bulking or maybe in a reverse diet where they weren't losing weight and they might have even gained a slight amount of weight, but they were putting on muscle and eating to fuel that muscle. And then they went into a diet to get the fat off. And that's when that that body was revealed underneath. You know what I'm saying? So, it's really important to understand like to have that that approach of and that mindset and that understanding that the longer and the longer I can be committed to this and the slower I lose weight, the slower and steadier I lose weight, the more of a guarantee I have that I will keep it off and that this will be permanent versus me having to continually diet and try this I try to fix damage. This can be a lifestyle. This can be something I can live with. But you're going to go through periods where you're not losing weight. You might be building muscle, you know? And it doesn't mean when you hear the word bulk, I probably shouldn't have used that, but that isn't like an industry term. Um, You know, it doesn't mean like, oh, I'm going to go in this phase and I'm going to get huge like the Pillsbury Doughboy. It's not like that. But it's just, you know, hey, like right now, I'm in a reverse diet. I'm really should not be expecting to see you know, two pounds come off the scale every week. I'm not dieting, that would not make any sense. And I'm lifting heavy and I might very well just see more body recomp in the next 12 weeks, which essentially means I'm building muscle and fat is coming off, but it's like one is replacing the other, right? So the scale might stay very close to the same. I might not see the scale move a lot. But what could happen is I'll see inches go down and that's what happens. And then later, Alex will probably have me do a cut where I diet reasonably. And then we really start chiseling the last of the fat off. And that's when you really start to see your body optimize. And then you go into a period of maintenance. Um, But again, just before I go into tactical steps on how you how how I've pulled myself out and how my mindset is different now and how you can do the same. Please remember, the reason you want to grab a hold of your mindset is that your ultimate goal is to keep yourself consistent. Your ultimate goal is to keep pulling yourself back into the right state of mind where you know what you need to do. Your ultimate goal is to be able to give yourself a reality check and go, okay, wait a minute. Just like I I was giving you a little bit of my reality check second ago when I said, okay, Kelly, you are in a reverse diet right now. You are healing from a lot of trauma in your, in your health. You are healing from seven months of chronic migraines and headaches. You are healing and, and, and fixing what happened to your body with previously, before that, you went on two different doses of HCG from a doctor. I didn't know at the time how damaging that was. Um, I've been on some very powerful drugs in years before that, like spironolactone, like Accutane. My body's been through a lot over the years. That's why I have like massive hormonal imbalance. And I have been through some periods, particularly most recently when I was in a work environment that was very, very, very stressful. I've had an inordinate amount of stress and anxiety, and that has affected my health. It has affected my health because you guys heard me talk about this. Headaches were returning to my life. I had my first migraine four weeks ago. Um, I hadn't had a migraine in seven months. I got headaches, started to get headaches every single day again, started to get upper abdominal pain every single day again, started to get skin bumps on my neck. All of these are red flags of my body going, something is wrong but now I'm able to step back and go, okay, here's what's happening. That's the rational mind you want to get to your rational version of your mind. Your rational mind is who you want to become best friends with. And whatever it is you want to call your inner, whether it's like me, I call evil Kelly or you know, irrational Kelly or old Kelly, whatever it is you want to call it, that person inside of you, that tends to lead you off stray, that tends to be like your emotional mindset, call that person or give that person a name because you need to become best friends with strong, rational, future focused you. That's who your best friend is going to be. So let me share with you yesterday what I did. And this is going to be how we wrap up this show, because if if, if this show resonates with you and if you need help in this area, I really want you to reach out to me on kellyalexa.com. Just head on over to my website, kellyalexa.com. Fill out the contact me form. Send me a note because I'm starting, as, as I'm recording this live, I'm sitting here thinking like, who knows? You know, maybe this is something down the road. I, I have so many people reach out to me and ask me for help that, you know, maybe maybe this is something I, I create, you know, a webinar on, I, I create a course on or something. If there's enough people that ask about it, if I can help teach you what I've come to be able to do and do effectively to get myself in a better place, I'd love to do it. So let me know if you would like more help. Um, just again, use the contact me form over at kellyalexa.com.